0: In Florida Ag and Review for the week of December 3rd, we had this regarding the Farm Bill. Well, months of hearing, studies, negotiations, staff work, and committee work, and now with a day scarce before Congress adjourns for the year, it appears time is running out for the 2012 Farm Bill. Hope and expectations for action were high for the lame duck session, but House GOP leader Eric Cantor appears to have nailed the coffin shut on a completed 2012 Farm Bill this Congress.
1: It is our sense that the Farm Bill, in being brought to the floor uh, in regular order, does not have the votes to pass this House. And we understand the importance of the issues surrounding the Farm Bill and working with Chairman Lucas and others, both sides of the Capitol. We look forward to hopefully reaching some type of resolution on issues surrounding the Farm Bill prior to leaving this year.
0: At this point, the most likely options for that resolution could come in the form of an extension or as an addition to a deficit package to avoid the so-called physical cliff. However, either one of those options may or may not include a full extension of lapsed 2008 farm law. In addition, the many reforms and savings in the Senate-passed 2012 bill will be lost. Just as further conversation regarding cuts have reemerged, Treasury Secretary Tim Geinther referenced farm subsidies as one type of government spending the administration would like to cut to deal with the federal deficit. And while he didn't provide any details about the cuts, President Obama's previous budget proposals have called to eliminate direct payments, cut conservation, and and modernized crop insurance. Julie McPeak with Southeast AgNet, And with an important subject for our cattle producers, Randall Wiseman has this interview with veterinarian Andrew Lovelady.
1: And Andrew, when we take a look at trick, uh, obviously it's around, guys are familiar with it. Uh, you you kind of made the comment right away, it, it's not really an emerging problem, but it is something that's out there.
2: Yes, sir, it, it is a reality. It's, it's something that's been here. This, this disease has been known well before we ever discovered brucella and brucellosis. Um, it's, it's come and gone. We've had peaks and valleys on uh, importance and relevance. Um, I think now, due to our diagnostic capabilities, I think it has become a re-emerging, if you want to use that term, disease, uh, just because of our awareness and our diagnostic capabilities. How important is it for
1: individual producers to be testing for it then? I think
2: it, I think that they need to implement that as a routine strategy. If you're getting bulls up and, and checking bulls on a yearly basis for semen parameters, you've got those bulls caught up you're, you're you know very minimal cost and time involved in taking a, at least a yearly screening sample for, for your herd. You know multiple tests would be better, but a routine once yearly exam would, would at least implement some preventive strategy
1: and more it looks like more and more states are making it pretty much mandatory for cattle coming into their state or you know interstate travel in other words to be tested for
2: it. yep that's true um you know we're looking at probably 22 23 and, and maybe up to 25 now i haven't looked at those numbers in the past couple of months but uh, all of those states have restrictions on again that key number 18 month old breeding age bulls not being able to enter their state without validation of a negative trick test
1: and for guys in our area we cover three states alabama georgia and florida two of those states are two of those right
2: that's correct. Alabama and Georgia do have some type of rule or regulation. Mindful, they're not laws, but these are rules and regulations. Um, these these owners will be denied official veterinary, you know, inspections. They won't get a health certificate without you know a veterinarian um, showing proof of, of that negative trick test, and then you know a veterinarian will be signed off on that health certificate. So they won't be able to stay, you know, technically cross state lines in a legal sense. Uh, but I think that those numbers of states, particularly. Spending is only going to increase. With that
1: in mind, a producer goes through the testing, finds out that they do have it, prevention is one thing but control i mean r- what are we looking at at that point
2: yeah you know the, the most important thing is to determine that you have it and once you have it you know we have a problem what do we need to go about doing it and the absolute first place to start is is to screening bulls and and i would get you know with your veterinarian. Um, that's where you start looking at your bulls um you know effectiveness in randomly screening cows is not a good idea but looking at taking a harder look at open cows now if i have a reason for reproductive losses i have a better reason for that cow to be open and and, and paying more intentions and putting more stress on potentially getting rid of open cows and not giving second chances and not knowing how long she may be infected et and cetera, et cetera. so uh, start with bulls um, and move forward and, and can't ever express you know solid quality relationship with a veterinarian but you all have done a lot of research on this haven't you? we have we have and there's a lot going on right now um, we hope to you know talk about a lot more information in the very near future um, where we're having a lot of travel time back and forth and to the state of florida gathering samples and making um, good use of the unfortunate circumstances of some of these positive bulls in this area here um, but, but they hope you know we hope with that information that, that we can help everybody in, in return and learn more about this organism
0: and we will wrap up for this week with Everett Greiner, who takes a shot at hunting season.
2: Deer hunting season kicked in a couple of weeks
3: ago. After the opening day, two stories made local news. One, a new state record for deer antler size. Two, a farmer found a dead steer calf shot with a high-powered rifle. Now, I'll refer to the first story. There's a reason that new state records are set just about every year. Hunting is another way that farmers add to their yearly income. It's difficult to find a moderate-sized farm that doesn't sell hunting rights to clubs or to individuals. Open-range hunting is a thing of the past, and most farmers do a better job of game management than they used to. Better management, bigger deer. Of course, his game damage to crops is higher, too, but I guess the income obviously offsets that. The big problem is the guy, that can't tell the difference in a deer and a steer.
0: And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.